This is Rush to Reason. You are going to shut your damn yapper and listen for a change because I got you pegged, sweetheart. You want to take the easy way out because you're scared. And you're scared because if you try and fail, there's only you to blame. Let me break this down for you. Life is scary. Get used to it. There are no magical fixes. With your host, John Rush. My advice to you is to do what your parents did. Get a job, sir. You haven't made everybody equal. You've made them the same, and there's a big difference. Let me tell you why you're here. You're here because you know something. What you know you can't explain, but you feel it. You felt it your entire life, that there's something wrong with the world. You don't know what it is, but it's there. It is this feeling that has brought you to me. Are you crazy? Am I? Or am I so sane that you just blew your mind? It's Rush to Reason with your host, John Rush. Presented by High Five Plumbing, where every call ends with a high five. We are back. Hour number two, Rush to Reason, Denver's Afternoon Rush, KLZ 560. Richard Battle joining us now. Happy New Year, Richard. How are you? Happy New Year, John. We're doing great. It's great to be back with you. Hope you had a great Christmas and holiday, and it's a joy to have you, sir. Yes, sir, and likewise. All right, what happened to all those sage sayings? Yes, so... I've been a person who listened to my grandmother, grandfather, mm-hmm. parents, aunts, uncles, etc. They always had these uh, spiffy sayings yep. growing up that were very wise that had been passed along, some of them, for hundreds of years. And I think that we're losing if we haven't lost them. And I had chronicled 136 of them. And when I published Made in America by Americans, not Americans, I included them as a, an appendix. And so I thought it would be fun to share some of those today. And if we think it goes well, then periodically during the year we can discuss some of the other ones. Great idea. Okay, so before we get into that, why do you feel they've lost some of their fervor? I think that's a great question. And to me, our culture promotes thinking only of today. Hmm. Forget about the past. Don't worry about tomorrow. All that counts is the moment Hmm. itself. Hmm. And that, to me, is counterproductive for a successful society that's multi-generational. And next week, I want to talk about thinking multi-generationally some. Uh, So we start thinking, take the lessons from the past, the wisdom of the ages is at our fingertips, and then we think about things that we can do to impact the future beyond our lifetimes. First one, a bird in the hand is worth two in the bush. And I know what that means, but do our young people today? Well, that's a great question. And a simple example to me is if you have a a nice girlfriend, uh, take care of her, not be looking over your Mm -hmm. shoulder to to replace her that you think may be better. Yeah, I mean, and I don't know if it's in here, but that goes along with the old saying, you know, the grass, you know, is, you know, grass is greener on the other side of the fence. Well, the problem is it's over the septic tank. Well, that's exactly true, and the list I've given you is in alphabetical sequence, so <laughs> some of these we may not catch today that are on the list. Oh, later. that's fine. I mean, yeah, it, and again, some of those sayings, and I, I still use some of them. Uh, you know, I don't yeah. know that I use all the ones that, that you know, my, to your point, that my grandparents and even parents use, but there's still a lot of them that I use because they're still applicable to today. I mean, they're timeless, Richard. They're always applicable. Well, they are, and I continually learn and save them as I hear some that I may not have heard for many, many years. 
And my whole point in this is trying to perpetuate them because they are good, they're pithy, and I think even if young people kind of wince when we say them, they will internalize them and use them later on if Mm -hmm. we persist and use them properly. One that you probably haven't heard, or maybe you have heard, but I know it's not on the list, and I learned this from my grandfather, and I've tried to apply that in my business world, and I know some will argue this, but he had an old saying that was always, just remember that typically, I mean, it's not always the case, but typically your first deal is your best deal. And we were in the car business, so what he meant by that is typically the first guy that comes along that's a legitimate customer, and you can put a deal together with that person, rather than waiting for what you think might be a better deal around the corner, take your first deal. Well, I think that's an excellent one, and a corollary to that a lot of times is in decision-making. So the first thing and the first decision we come up with often is the best one, but sometimes... We get analysis paralysis, and we yep. end up changing yep. to something that's not as good. And for you engineers listening, please don't take this the wrong way, but you are the worst at that because you will over-engineer things, including those decisions, to the point where you've analyzed it so much, the opportunity passed by. Well, yes, and that's that's the book that was written before. It's not the big that eats the small, but it's the fast that eats the slow. Yep. All right. A chain is only as strong as its weakest link. I mean, that one's pretty self-explanatory. Yes, it is. And, I mean, in a team environment, the weakest person on the team uh, holds the Mm -hmm. team back. And so in a competitive environment, no one wants to be the weakest link, and that's a great motivator to try to help people to succeed better. And it's the old expression about not doing above the average is what keeps the average down. I'll give everybody a little secret when I coach my business clients. One of the things I try to teach them when it comes to their own employees, and some of you, again, may – Take issue with this, but it's the truth, Richard. You always have a team player, an employee, that is your weakest link. So I'm always trying to get my folks trained on this, that you're always looking for that next hire to replace that weakest link. Because when you do, you make your company and your business stronger. Well, I think that's a great example, and and one of the ways that uh, I employed it in a company years ago was we'd have a lifeboat exercise where all management would rank the people Mm. below them Mm. uh, by job type uh, in a lifeboat, one through X, and whoever the weakest person was, that'd be the first person that would go if Mm. if tough times came. And, of course, then we'd try to develop people where even the weakest person would be salvageable. Yeah, and you know, I'm not trying to say that, you know, you just cast those people aside, but, you know, we all know that there are those individuals where – Uh, You know, maybe it was a desperate hire, you have them, you've made it work, but it's not ideal. Uh, Given the circumstances of today, Richard, you may keep them around even longer than you would have, say, five, six years ago, because it's hard to replace. But you really, as a business owner, should be thinking in the back of your mind, when am I going to find that person to replace this person with? Well, that's exactly correct. And, And one of the things I've got in here is a rotten apple spoils a whole barrel, and that's especially true in in the workplace. A person with a negative attitude, even if they are a, a good employee otherwise, can ruin an organization by polluting the attitudes of the other people. Yep. All right, let's move along. I'll, you you pick out a couple. I've done these so far. You pick out some. Well, one that was uh, came from my father. I've never heard anyone else say. He talked about 
somebody that was an empty suit, he would say that they were all foam and no beer. Oh. I always thought that was kind of a okay. humorous one okay. as well. And uh, another one that I love, especially with the western part of the country, is bad news rides a fast horse. Yes, it does. And we've all seen that where bad news goes so quickly. Uh, sometimes, even if it's not correct news, if it's bad, it travels faster than you can put the fire out, so to speak. Yeah, and this one, you know, I, I hate to say I agree with it, and I think what a lot of us try to do is figure out how to make these things last longer because all good things come to an end. All good. That's Chaucer, English literature, and that is true. It doesn't matter if you have a dynasty in sports or a company or anything else that you do. Normally there are cycles, and those great runs end or later. Yeah, and I think the key there in, in our own personal lives is to tr- you know do what you can to try to keep that cycle lasting, and, un- and sometimes it's completely out of your control. Things just happen to where it makes that cycle end, but I also know, Richard, that if you try to hold on to that just because you know it, it's coming to an end, but you're trying to hang on, I've, I've watched many a owner, many a business really even uh, go down the tubes maybe slower and, and die a, a, a slower death, if you would, because they're trying to hang on to something that died years ago. Well, that's exactly correct, and it's, it's harder to hold on and continue than it is to achieve the success, and it's the yeah. same thing uh, in sports. If you win the Super Bowl one year, it's harder to repeat yep. the second year, even harder the third year, and so many people, I think, overlook that and once you lose that edge and that success, it's much harder to rebuild than it was to build the first time. I'm going to pick one out and ask you why we can't get government to understand this one. Don't throw good money after bad. <laughs> well, there's there's so many. If we just did a list of the things the government didn't understand, we could be full-time program. <laughs> uh, I mean, really, let's That's think true. about it. I mean, you, you talk about the epitome of that. That's our government. Well, exactly, and part of that is other people's money, and there's yeah. no consequences yeah. for bad decisions. And so when they get to spend other people's money and, and people pat them on the back and come uh, kiss their tails, if you will, that get that money spent on them, it just reinforces that situation. And it's just so amazing that we cannot convert the operations mm-hmm. of governments at all levels because I think we could be much more successful. Agree. and treat the taxpayer better because the taxpayer is the last constituent considered in any government action. Which kind of goes to this next one, by the way. Don't bite the hand that feeds you. We could put that to the government side. We could put that even to our younger generation of workers that always feel like they're being shortchanged at the office. But at the end of the day, stop complaining about the people that are feeding you. Well, and that's so true because people a lot of times don't have the perspective to know the difference, Mm. to appreciate what they have. Sometimes there are decisions being made that the people they're being made for don't have the full picture and information to understand. Uh, I had one years ago where my uh, sales group, we were using Blackberries, and a lot of the other portion of the company were going to Apple phones, and I resisted and did not allow that for my group because I knew that the Apple phones were going to trace a rep activity, and I did not want my people mm. tracked that way. Mm-hmm. 
And they didn't understand it until I explained it. And once I did, and they were on board with the decision. Yep, makes total sense. Um, better safe than sorry. Boy, isn't that the truth? Because so often uh, we j- j- jump before we look. Mm-hmm. Another one to think about that. Look before you leap is mm-hmm. another corollary to that particular one. Uh, and too often we make decisions sometimes without that full consideration. Mm-hmm. And that's a, a real feel standpoint about how much is the proper consideration yep. for the decision at hand. Kind of goes to that whole measure twice, cut once. Well, yes, and my dad's corollary to that was there's never enough time for the first uh, job, but there's uh-huh. always enough time to do the job. Yeah, isn't that a fact? You know what? That's a good one to, to end on. I mean, there's so many of these. You know, uh, even a blind, you know, it says blind hog, but a blind squirrel, you know. There's so many of these, Richard. I love them all. I wish we'd use them more. I think there's a lot of wisdom in these. And to your point, we aren't passing these down like we should be. Well, that is true. They're an appendix and made in America by Americans, not Americans. If people like them and want to read more, and we'll yep. look forward, hopefully, to discussing some more here in the next two or three months. I love it. This is awesome, Richard. I appreciate it. Folks listening, you can go to richardbattle.com. We link that from our site as well. But, Richard, appreciate you. Happy New Year. Looking to 2024, sir. Happy New Year to everybody. God bless America. Thank you, Richard. Appreciate you very much. God bless you. Roof Savers of Colorado is next. And for those of you that... Have a roof that need attention. Dave can do that. You might have a commercial roof that you need an inspection done on. Whatever it happens to be, Dave can do everything from residential to commercial. Pretty much any roof you can think of, Dave is your man. 303-710-6916. With hail season behind us now and snow season fast approaching, we here at Roof Savers Colorado want to help ensure that your roof can brave whatever elements this season ushers in. With over 20-plus years of roofing experience, we pride ourselves in helping homeowners evaluate the best option for their situation. If you're looking to get more life out of your current roof, we offer a 100% plant-based rejuvenation treatment that gives new roof performance without all the new roof costs. However, in the event a replacement is necessary, we will also work with any insurance company to get a damaged roof the replacement it needs. Do not let your home fall victim to the ever-changing Colorado climate. Be proactive and set up your free inspection to receive an honest evaluation of the condition of your roof. Call today at 303-710-6916. That's 303-710-6916. Or go to RoofSaversCO.com to keep your roof ready for wherever Colorado throws its way. For a buttress mortgage, I think you're going to see rates changing in the not-too-distant future. Actually, they are as we speak, so I actually need to rephrase that. They're changing now. Find out how and what Kirk can do for you. 720-895-0500. Got too much debt but a low rate on your mortgage? Worried that rates aren't going to go down fast enough? Need relief now? Take AIM, Affordable Interest Mortgage, 720-895-0500. Before your property tax and homeowner insurance goes up, we can help you lower your monthly payments. Pay off your debt and lower the amount of interest you pay. We have been changing lives in Colorado for over 20 years. Take AIM, 720-895-0500, and let our experience continue to save you money. Want to downsize but can't qualify with a current mortgage and a new one? Been told you have to sell your house for the down payment? That debt ratio is too high? We can help. Take AIM, 720-895-0500. Use your equity for the down payment and debts, qualify only on the new mortgage payment, and have no more contingency offers. Take AIM, Affordable Interest Mortgage. Our experience can save you money. 
720-895-0500. That's 720-895-0500. NMLS 298-191, regulated by DORA, equal credit lender. Premier Home Remodels, like I said earlier, permits take time, and they want to do it the correct way. So if you're thinking about a project, get going quickly. KLZRadio.com is where you find them. Premier Home Remodels designs your basement to fit your family's lifestyle and needs. So-called basement flippers will limit your options, cut corners, and rush your project. But Premier takes the time to create a space that is functional and unique, meeting all your expectations. Premier values and protects you as the homeowner by making sure every code is met and that the proper permit is pulled, along with a one-year warranty on labor. Your home is your most valuable asset, and Premier guarantees that your entire project from design to completion is done accurately and effectively. Because Premier wants you to be able to grow with your home, they make sure to pre-plan every aspect of your basement remodel, working with you and having your best interest in mind. Choose the right company for your ideal basement. Premier Home Remodels. Go to klzradio.com slash remodel. That's klzradio.com slash remodel. All right, and for those of you that are driving, which are most of you, make sure that your vehicle's in tip-top shape, and Geno's Auto Service can do that for you. In the southwest end of towns, they're at Bowles and Platte Canyon. Find them at genosautoservice.com, and Geno starts with a J. Take advantage of Geno's Auto Service's fall special and save $45 on a coolant flush. Even as the weather is getting colder, your engine runs hot. When coolant degrades, it becomes acidic and can corrode your radiator, thermostat, and water pump sending debris into your engine. This debris, if left unchecked, can lead to major headaches and repairs. Reduce the chance of overheating even in cold weather and keep corrosion at bay with a coolant flush special from Geno's. Maintaining your vehicle will give you additional years of performance. Geno's is celebrating 40 years in business in Littleton. We are all for making your life simpler, offering loaner vehicles so you can drop your car off and pick up when ready. Give us a call or go online to schedule an appointment. Geno's is AAA approved and located at Bowles and Platte Canyon. Don't forget to check out all of Geno's Google reviews. Reduce the chance of overheating and save $45 on a coolant flush from Geno's. Stop in or visit us online at genosautoservice.com. That's Geno's with a J. John Rush. All right, Rush to Reason, Denver's Afternoon Rush, KLZ 560. Have a couple of minutes here before we go to the uh, about... Five minutes, by the way, before we go to the bottom of the hour. And uh, we'll have Sonny Kutcher joining us here in a few minutes. Uh, This just in. And I think this is bigger news than probably most will say. This is not political. But Stellantis, who owns, as you guys all know, owns Chrysler, Jeep, Dodge, Fiat. Um, I I think that's all of them. I may have missed one. Maserati. I can't remember. Anyways, Stellantis. They have confirmed today that they are officially pulling out of auto shows in North America. So you will no longer see that company at auto shows. Now, they've been a pretty big hitter at auto shows, having everything from Camp Jeep. You can drive up obstacles or over obstacles, all sorts of different interactive displays that I'm sure have been very costly and a lot of folks think has really helped out their brand. But evidently, they're thinking that the cost of doing those versus the return of what they're actually getting in sales is evidently not worth it. Now, why do I think this is big news? And some may or may not agree with me on this. I think you're going to see other 
manufacturers follow. That's my opinion. I could be completely wrong, but I think you're going to see other manufacturers follow. And if even one or two other large manufacturers back out of auto shows, kiss them goodbye. They won't be happening. You're not going to take some of the big players, Stellantis, Toyota, GM, Ford, for example, which are really your four big players. You remove them from the auto shows, and you're left with really a boutique of other automakers that would be at auto shows. Not taking anything away from the likes of, you know, VW, which, of course, is Porsche, Audi, and Volkswagen, Mercedes, BMW. But, again, you look at those brands and what they've typically done at auto shows, and they aren't close to even uh, being the same in size when it comes to the big four I just mentioned. So it'll be interesting moving forward to see what happens. I know this is more kind of auto news related, but I, I think this is pretty big news because this will have an impact. And then you got to ask yourself, okay, what are they going to do, Stellantis in this case, to talk about new brands and so on, new vehicles and so on? I don't have that. I do know, I don't agree with this, but I do know that a lot of the manufacturers, because I'm in that world and we have different press cars that we drive and review and so on. I do know that there's a lot of manufacturers that are really moving towards the quote-unquote bloggers, feeling that they can get more exposure from them than they can with some of the big auto shows and even standard media, TV, radio, etc. I don't necessarily agree with that because I think a lot of the bloggers may have a lot of subscribers but who actually views and then goes out and purchases based upon said blogger, I don't think is as large as what the manufacturers may think. Now, I don't know if they even track that. I doubt highly if they do, because I can tell you one thing. Anytime I buy a new car from a dealer, they never ask how I found them. So how would the manufacturer know? I know they send out surveys after you buy a car. In that survey, you can put in there some things along those lines, but... I'll be the first to tell you, even the surveys I've taken from new cars I've bought in the last several years, they're not asking me how I found them. So my gut feeling is we've got a lot of young people, kind of goes back to our conversation with Richard a moment ago, kind of why I wanted to tie this in to Richard. I think there's a lot of young people in the marketing departments and advertising departments of these companies now. And I think they feel like there's a better way of advertising and marketing than what's happened in the past. Kind of goes back to the sayings that we were talking about with Richard a moment ago. Some of those things are being cast aside. We don't want to do it that way anymore. That's the old way of doing it. That's for old guys. We don't don't want to go there anymore. We want to attract a new type of buyer. Well, and maybe they do. And I'm not trying to be rude when I say that. Unfortunately, the type of buyer they're looking at doesn't have any money. They're still underneath the basement at mom's house with, you know, a wife beater on with Cheetos all over the front of it. Sorry, they're not your car buyer. So I'm struggling with a lot of these young people now that are running the marketing departments of a lot of these different companies. And it's more widespread than you think, by the way, because they can save money by hiring younger. So they do. They think they're bringing all these fresh ideas in, which they are. 
But at the end of the day, are those ideas really going to pay off? And Charlie and I always laugh. Because a lot of these young people, by the way, will tell you, don't advertise on radio. It's not worth it. It doesn't work. I can't tell you how many times Charlie and I have heard that. Yeah, radio doesn't work. Yet time and time again, I hear even from all of you, you go, you use one of our sponsors, you have a great experience with said sponsor, and that sponsor has had a great experience with us, but yet radio doesn't work. Well, radio does still work, or we wouldn't be doing what we're doing daily. Uh, TV, I think, at times does work. Don't know if it works as well as radio, to be honest with you. No, I'm not being self-serving. I'm just telling you how I look at things and do things. I don't watch TV commercials anymore. And even the ones I do, I hate. Radio, on the other hand, if you're listening to something and an ad comes up, you're typically going to listen so you can hear the next segment of whatever that person or music or whatever is going to come up next. So you're going to listen to it. And despite what young people might think, bloggers alone... You know, YouTubers and TikTokers and so on are not going to get their brand message out. I'm, I'm sorry. I, I will stand on that. And it's not just because I'm an old guy. I can look at the type of people they're trying to attract, and I will tell you they are not the ones with deep pockets. I can go into all sorts of details as to why I feel that way, but they're not the ones with deep pockets that are going to spend and buy what they want to sell. Keep in mind for Stellantis, and some of you listening know this full well, a full-size truck, starting with a half-ton series, 1500 and going all the way up to a 3500 ranges anywhere from seventy-five to $100,000. I'm not exaggerating in what I... Some of you just gasp for air. I, no, I'm not exaggerating. So tell me how in a full-size truck is anywhere between seventy-five and 100000 Some of them go over hundred even. Tell me how the average young person that's probably running the marketing department of these companies is going to buy that? I have the answer for you. They're not. So while this is a decision they made, I don't agree with it. I do think this is a trend that you're going to see some of the other manufacturers go, you know, a path that you're going to see some of these other manufacturers go down because of everything I just said a moment ago. Time will tell. I think it's a bad move, by the way. We'll see what happens when it's all said and done. Sonny Kutcher joining us in a moment. Bruce Simmons is up next. He's our reverse mortgage professor. If you've thought of a reverse mortgage, he's your guy to explain how it works for you specifically. Find Bruce today at klzradio.com. A reverse mortgage is not the impossibility you once thought. If you're properly prepared, KLZ's reverse mortgage expert, Bruce Simmons, can uniquely provide the expertise and advice that you need to eliminate your mortgage payment and do what you've always doubted could be done, give you more cash flow. Of course, you still need to pay your own property taxes and insurance, but eliminating your principal and interest payment will allow you to live a more financially comfortable lifestyle in your retirement. By calling Bruce to help you get this going now, you can move forward before additional rate increases take effect, and he can always help you go back and get more money when interest rates start to ease. Don't assume. Call the expert we trust for real and honest advice about your reverse mortgage. Call Bruce Simmons today at 303-467-7821. That's 303-467-7821. Or schedule online now at klzradio.com slash reverse. NMLS 409914. American Liberty Mortgage is an equal housing lender. All right, Golden Eagle Financial. Al Smith wants to help you with your future financial goals, setting them, attaining them, and getting there. He'll keep you accountable along the way. Find him at klzradio.com. You need to talk with Al Smith of Golden Eagle Financial now, before the new year, 
to help ensure your retirement plan is ready for whatever lies ahead. Even if you're currently participating in an employer-sponsored plan, you need Al Smith to help you strategize maximizing your retirement savings. Often near the end of the year, it's very difficult to get someone from your employer plan on the phone, whereas Al is personally ready to assist you right now. If you have retirement accounts, you definitely need Al Smith to help you close the year out and avoid costly mistakes or year-end penalties. Give Al Smith at Golden Eagle Financial a call today to receive your free no-obligation consultation and get your retirement plan in order before January 1st. Just go to klzradio.com money to contact Al or to schedule a consultation. Investment advisory services offered through Brookstone Capital Management, LLC, a registered investment advisor. BCM and Golden Eagle Financial Limited are independent of each other. Insurance products and services are not offered through BCM, but are offered and sold through individually licensed and appointed agents. Level Engineering, Al, or Alan, I should say, Davis, make sure that you're a candidate for solar, and I mean that sincerely. A lot of you with churches, Charlie and I were talking about this earlier, really churches and even commercial buildings can benefit from this greatly, and he's got all the details on how that works for you because commercial is different than it is for residential. So even you you folks with commercial buildings, give Alan a call today, 303-378-7537. Alan Davis of Level Engineering wants you to have the whole story about saving money with solar. Everyone knows that solar power saves you money. But the most important savings are all those dollars you won't have to pay the power company. For most homes, that will mean paying thousands less for electricity annually. And the average tax credit for installing solar in your home is 56%. That's more money in your pocket. In addition to the money that you will save each month, solar can add $15,000 or more to the value of your home. And homes with solar panels sell faster than those without. Today's solar energy is a great financial decision on your part when you work with Alan Davis. Alan is the solar money-saving expert. So talk to him directly by going to klzradio.com solar for a free, no-obligation consultation. All right, John Canada, he is our cyber guy, and there's a seminar coming up, which I talked about with him last month. It's now official, January 17th, 11 a.m. It'll be a webinar, and you can join him and find out exactly what he can do for you and your business. Just go to his website, cyberguy.net slash webinar. John the Cyber Guy is keenly aware that there are bad people out there who want to steal your company's data and money. You hear about it all the time. A hacker steals sensitive customer information and demands a ransom before leaking it to the public or selling it on the dark web. Or a hacker enters a company's private network through an employee's home computer. The cost of ransomware and the associated loss of reputation from these attacks can cripple your business. John Kanata, the cyber guy, will protect your business and your customers from these bad actors. He and his team know the complex and ever-changing world of cybersecurity. They'll monitor your systems and protect your business from security threats around the clock. And they can do it at a price that works with your small business budget. Wondering if your business is vulnerable to the latest threats? Talk to John the Cyber Guy today to find out what they can do to properly protect your business. Go to klzradio.com slash cyber or call 720-593-6688. 
Now, back to Rush to Reason, presented by High Five Plumbing, where every call ends with a high five. All right, we are back. Sunny Kutcher joining us now. As I said, she would be earlier. Sunny, happy new year. How are you? I'm doing well. Happy new year to you and everybody listening. That's always a joy having you. You are from Young Americans Against Socialism, and I talked about this topic that you and I are going to cover today a little bit yesterday, briefly. Didn't get into it a lot. We actually happened to talk about it on the National Crawford Roundtable, which we'll play at 6 o'clock tonight, but that's a lot of what's happening in our Ivy League schools in regards to their presidents. Yeah, this is big news. Big news today uh, in regards to the resignation of Claudine Gay, the president of Harvard. And uh, it's quite interesting. I mean, one of the articles I sent you was a piece from Politico, and the reason I found it so interesting was because he was pretty much sharing his his strategy and, and how he, you know, kind of planned to, oh, this is Christopher Rufo I'm referring to, who's, you know, a, mm-hmm. a, a well-respected author and, and conservative activist, and, and he was kind of discussing his strategy uh, of, of how he cornered the left into also pressuring uh, Claudine Gay, Gay to resign. Interesting. And, and there's a big tweet along those lines. We'll put these links up in our notes uh, for the website a little bit later as well so folks can read this. And, yeah, I, I had a chance to read about half of this. I'll be honest, I didn't get a chance to read the entire yeah. post. And this is a long one. This isn't your typical uh, tweet. used to be tweets were, you know, 100 characters or less kind of a thing. This one is extremely long. I mean, I pro- I'm just scrolling through. What is it, at least 50 paragraphs long? Or It's it's pretty long. I mean, there's a lot to read here. So you can sum it up for us, because I haven't had a chance to read it all. What's Bill Ackerman actually saying here? It's quite, it's quite Ackman, long. Ackman, I should and say. Bill Ackman is what I meant to say. Yeah, yeah. And it is, it is a good read if you do get the chance to skim it. Uh, but, you know, the reason I found it so fascinating is because he mentions things like, you know, he, basically he discusses how DEI is just completely the wrong way to go about uh, bringing about reform or change or advocating for, you know, diversity and its true nature. Yeah, well, uh, and really quick, I do have that part. I want, I want to read that. You, what you just said is key, and here's his exact words. I've always believed that diversity is an important feature of successful organizations, but by diversity, I mean diversity in its broadest form, diversity of viewpoints, politics, ethnicity, race, age, religion, experience, socioeconomic background, sexual identity, gender, one's upbringing, and more. What I've learned, however, was that DEI was not about diversity in its purest form, but rather DEI was a political advocacy movement on behalf of certain groups that are deemed oppressed under DEI's own methodology. Under DEI, one's degree of oppression is determined based upon where one resides and on a so-called intersectional pyramid of oppression where whites, Jews, and Asians are deemed oppressors and the subset of people of color, LGBTQ people, and or women are deemed to be oppressed. In other words, he gets into why we are where we're at today. Exactly. And the reason I found this so fascinating is because DEI is yet another strategy, if you will, for the left Mm. to disguise their true agenda, which is Marxism, Marxist communism, because that is exactly the dichotomy that they want people to view the world, and they want them to adopt this perspective of oppressed versus oppressor. And if you have the number one most, arguably most prestigious university uh, in the world, operating 
at this level so deeply that the president has been hired uh, because of a DEI initiative, you, I mean, that, that's it. You, yep. you have infiltrated the system at its highest form. And, and he even says, you know, that he made a comment, you know, at the beginning of all of this, I think that Claudine Gay was hired because of DEI and he got completely, you know, there was so much backlash for that. And he's like, I, I'm, I, this isn't even about whether she's competent or her leadership skills or anything like that. But w- isn't this the whole point is that you, you guys are supposed to be proud of the people you hire because right. of DEI? Right. that I'm pointing out, everyone's upset about it, you know, because right. they, they don't like their plan being, being you know, uh, shown to the world what, what it really is about. And he even says, I mean, he even says this is what this is how countries have devolved into, you know, a socialist structure because the people have completely lost have lost their way in terms of being able to to choose how they like to participate in a the economy and b the workforce. Yep, he goes on to say, and, and you're, you're spot on. DEI is racist because reverse racism is racism is racism even if it's against white people, and it's remarkable that I even have to point this out. Racism against white people has become considered acceptable by many not to be racism, or alternatively, it is deemed acceptable racism. Uh, while this is, of course, absurd, has become the prevailing view in many universities across the country. He, he is he's spot on, Sonny. That's exactly what's happened. Absolutely. And and, and this is about, uh, you know, he talks about how the, the E in the DEI is equity, which mm. is obviously quality of outcomes. And, you know, it's so interesting to me because that is, it is the canary in a coal mine, which is one mm-hmm. of the, one of the, he uses here with Claudine Gay uh, in this whole situation. But the reason I'm using it is because that's what people want to hear when they talk about, you know, equality and social justice and and equality for all, Um, you know, because America is founded upon the principles of everyone has an opportunity to get any job that they want if they put their minds to it, if they work hard enough, all of these other things go into why you would be qualified for a job or anything like that. Um, and so when you people hear, oh, equality of outcome, it kind of seems to them, it rings this bell, like, oh, you know, everybody has that opportunity to get that same outcome, but that's really not what it is. In fact, we have an entire uh, section of our lesson plan in our curriculum that will be coming out uh, this year with Young Americans Against Socialism, and it's called Educate Freedom, Introduction to Socialism, but it's all about the difference between equity or equality of outcome and, you know, having equal opportunity. The other thing about this, too, I want to make sure that we make note of, and I know you said this, but I don't want to make sure that we uh, make sure everybody understands. This particular post on Twitter, and again, this particular individual is Bill Ackman, so it's Bill, at Bill Ackman, A-C-K-M-A-N, and from everything I'm reading, I don't know Bill. I'm sure some other folks out there maybe recognize his name. I don't, and partially because he is a lefty, Sonny. He is not somebody from yeah. the conservative side of the odds. why I probably don't recognize his name. And he says that in here, that while he believes in a lot of the things uh, initially, foundationally, as to what all of this stuff was meant to be, it is far from that. And he's now critical of the very same things he was in support of as a lefty. <laughs> Absolutely. And I think... I think that is one of the, the biggest factors of this whole thing, and that's why Christopher Rufo points out in that Politico article is that they kind of got every single corner of the strategy, which was, you know, financial and 
Um, I think he, he, you know, financial narrative that they were able to basically infiltrate the left mm-hmm. to take out their biggest their biggest proponents. And it, and it's yep. quite funny because I think actually Bill Ackman, I, I'm not sure if this is true, but it kind of just seems from the way that he's taken such a such a charge in this whole situation is that he probably was a big donor of Harvard. Probably and, was. You know, the lot yeah. of people are big donors because they, they support these Ivy League universities. Yeah. And, it, and it just, it's, I mean, I know sometimes we feel like we don't have a lot of wins. And also the president, you know, President Gay or ex- <laughs> former President Gay, she's going to still maintain her $900,000. Unreal. Unreal. But if you really think about it, money is not really an object to them. And so I kind of feel that the, the, the you know, rep- her reputation is obviously completely disparaged. And the yes. fact that she's been forced to resign despite keeping her That's salary is... Yep. It's a win. That's a win. No, no. I, I appreciate you saying that, Sonny. You're right. It is a win. This also, as I've asked you this here for you know several uh, visits in a row with you, and, and it's been a couple of weeks since we've talked because of the holidays, but I think one of the last times you were on, I really asked, and I've, I still at times am mind-boggled by this, although this really does explain while we're here, and that is I've been trying to wrap my mind around the fact that, you know, personally I've been to several Holocaust museums. I've been to the one in Israel even— and I couldn't, especially when I was younger, I just couldn't wrap my mind around how any human being could be that ruthless against another human being to want to exterminate the entire population. That's what Adolf Hitler was trying to do in World War II in Germany, of course. And I just, I never could, as a young person especially, wrap my mind around how the world could sit idly by and let that happen. Now, I also understand that as Americans, once we learned what was going on there, we made it really kind of job one to make sure that thing ended and got done and over with, and it's why we did what we did. But I still had a hard time wrapping my head around why that happened. Yet, it's happening, literally, Sonny, all over again, and it's because of this Marxist-Socialist ideology that has wrapped itself around every single thing institutionally, especially educationally in this country, and that's why we're now back here again. Well, you know, I do think that there is a level of people want to be compassionate. They want to, they want equality for all, you know, and they think that because that's what America stands for, that anything that comes in name only of equality for all is something that they should support and that we have to restructure what that really means. But I think, you know, it's just, it's just hard because once you become too compassionate, uh, you actually start overcorrecting and course correcting. Um, And I, I don't know. I don't know what the answer is. I don't know how it could be that societies, you know, have such, evil towards I know. one group of people. I, I, or I, I still, and, and I, I mean, even even as a young boy, Sonny, and this is many moons ago, but even as a young boy learning about all of this and just really sitting, and in, in, in I know I was kind of a weird kid, but, you know, thinking about some of those things and, you know, how could an entire world's population let something like that go by where millions upon millions of Jews and other Folks with infirmities, by the way, were literally exterminated off the off the planet in ways that we can't really even talk about and fathom, if you would. Uh, and yet, on top of that, we've got Hamas now, who, in my opinion, is far worse than even what was going on in Germany. And yes, I will I will compare them not only to the Nazis. I will say they're far worse than the Nazis because even the Nazis. We talked about this on the roundtable, Sonny. For all of you listening, remember this: 
The Nazis tried to hide all of this, Sonny. They yeah, did concentration camps and things along those lines out of view of most people because I think even they realized that, you know, this really isn't right. We're going to do it, but we're not going to do it in front of everybody else. Hamas, on the other hand, Sonny, they have no scruples. They don't care who's watching, and they'll even celebrate it and put it on video to be seen around the world. They don't care. It's in, in, I'm so glad that you said that because I was going to bring that up. And they, they're in fact, they're proud of it. And, and that's the part that really is like wild because, you know, we understand the cognitive dissonance in Nazi Germany because, like you said, they couldn't really see it or they just thought, okay, well, you know, we're, whatever, they're trying to do certain strategies or this or that. But this is like next level. I mean, yes. this is next level. We have, you know, supposed brilliant college students marching around saying that this is all in the name of, you know, justice and, and, and freeing the oppressed people, you know. But the thing that I think people don't really understand is that this is unfortunately part of, I have to say it, but human nature. These yeah. these countries have been warring since the beginning of time, and that will not change. That will True. never change. This good versus evil. True. And that is what we are seeing. Right. Unfortunately, one thing about technology and the society that we now live in is that it is being exposed, and the evil is being purged, and we Good are point. seeing the true dissonance. We yep. are seeing the fact that people are not able to confront the reality of the level of depravity and evil that exists in this world. I can't add anything to that. You just wrapped it up, summed it up. Again, I still, in my own mind, I still have a hard time understanding how one human being could treat another human being. I mean, Sonny, I have a hard time even understanding how people sometimes treat their own pets. So, I mean, I get into this whole human against human. I just, in my mind, I cannot wrap my head around it. I guess I'm glad that I can't. I'm glad that because of the Lord above, I don't, you know, I just can't wrap my head around that because I would never, ever in my entire being treat another human being the way these folks treat one another, Hamas treating, you know, the Jews especially. I just, again, I can't wrap my head around it. I'm glad that I can't, frankly. Um, I take pride in that, to be honest with you, because I just don't, I just can't imagine how you could do that. Totally. And, And the one thing I'll point out, too, is that, you know, a lot of these groups, these terrorist groups and these extremist groups, they'll treat their own people that way. Yes. So one thing, they don't, Americans don't understand, the West doesn't understand. Of course, it's horrible that they're treating the Jews this way and that this is all happening and the anti-Semitism, it's outrageous. But even further is that this isn't just about the Jews. This is about a a cultural ideology and fundamentalism where they will treat anybody who disagrees with their ways of life in a depraved, way and they will stone them to death or throw them off a rooftop and we cannot be afraid to say it it does not mean that those people are bad those people a lot of those people are very innocent and they are at the the you know the they're they're they are just as innocent in all of this as well they don't they don't have any control over their radical terrorist groups that run those countries you know what i mean so we have to understand that this is a fundamentalism and that is that is the, what we have to root out that is what people yep. have to see this not just about Jews. This is about a complete difference in ideology, and uh, unfortunately, you know, this is just the difference in, in how you know the West it, it is. Well, I wanna, and I want to wrap this back around to what you guys do: Young Americans Against Socialism. Here's how I'm going to wrap that around. Everything you just said, spot on, exactly correct. I cannot argue with any of that. And then on top of that, we've got a communist socialist movement that is going to wrap themselves and hug that ideology that you just talked about, even though they're not exactly the same ideology, although they overlap 
a ton. I mean, I, I do believe that in, inherently they're both very, very evil and very much the same, although maybe not on the same level of evil. But when you wrap your arms around the other evil, you're just as evil, Sonny, and that's what you guys are trying to eradicate with Young Americans Against Socialism. Right, and so I would say the difference there is those are, you know, authoritarian or totalitarian regimes, uh, which, of course, we do spend time to to touch on and and expose. Uh, But, you know, our focus now at this point is we need to get into the homes. We need to reach children and help them understand economic aspects of socialism and how that leads to controlling communist regimes or totalitarian regimes uh, because that is happening in this country and a lot of families, parents, educators don't know how to broach Mm. those topics with children and so that is what we are aiming to do. It is uh, going to be a free resource on our website educatefreedom.org an introduction to socialism with lessons just like what we've discussed today about equity, equality of outcome, um, economic independence, free will, all of those things complete with workbooks, et cetera, to to work on with your child. And so, um, you know, feel free to check out our website. We would love your support if you are able to support financially. You know, we are a 501c3, so that is how we run our operation. And we could not do it without the patriots like your listeners. Awesome. I appreciate it. Sonny, thank you for all that you're doing. We appreciate it. I missed our last two weeks together, so I always enjoy talking to you. Thanks for taking time for us. I appreciate it very much. Absolutely. I'm wishing you all a blessed new year. I hope you've had a wonderful holiday season, and it's just such an honor to speak with you. So thank you so much for the opportunity. We feel the same. Have a great evening. Sonny Kutcher again, Young Americans Against Socialism. High Five Plumbing is next, folks. Any plumbing need, give them a call, 877-WE-HIGH-FIVE. When temperatures plummet, the risk of water pipes freezing skyrockets. And High Five Plumbing can help you prevent it. If you've noticed water dripping anywhere around your house, especially on the exterior walls, it's imperative that you have it checked now. Once the temps drop below 30 degrees, you're risking damaged pipes, making a small fix something way bigger. This is especially true for pipes on exterior walls, in crawl spaces, at spigots, and even where most people forget, down floor drains. High Five has several ways to prevent and fix freezing pipes permanently. From insulating your pipes better, to moving them off exterior walls, or adding heated tape to prevent freezing. The Colorado Code certified techs at High Five know what to look for to keep your water flowing. KLZ listeners receive a waived service fee. Just tell High Five that John Rush sent you when you contact them at klzradio.com plumbing. All right, if you're looking for a doctor that is very much on the same side of the aisle that we're on, that is Dr. Scott Faulkner. He's in the Castle Rock area, but don't let that worry you. You can see him one time, and then a lot of telehealth can be done after that. So even though he might be a distance from you, that doesn't affect the way he can care for you. 303-663-6990. Are you looking for a health care provider who truly cares about you and your well-being? Look no further than Castle Rock Cryo, IV and Integrative Healthcare, where Dr. Scott Faulkner is ready to provide you with top-notch care. Colorado raised since 1968, Dr. Scott is a board-certified internal medicine specialist, bringing decades of experience and expertise to the table. 
At Castle Rock Cryo, IV, and Integrative Healthcare, you'll experience a competent, friendly, and efficient staff that puts your comfort and care first. Dr. Scott is a true advocate of the latest advancements in healthcare. That's why he only uses umbilical-derived stem cells, which have been clinically proven to be the most potent stem cells available. Tired of waiting weeks for an appointment? Unlike other practices, Dr. Scott has the remarkable ability to see you in a matter of days. Don't wait any longer. Call Castle Rock Cryo IV and Integrative Healthcare at 303-663-6990 to schedule your appointment with Dr. Scott Faulkner today. All right, Cub Creek Heating and Air Conditioning. If you're looking to do an upgrade to your air, your heat or your air conditioning, in fact, you can do it all at one time. In fact, they've got great financing available for whatever you need. Cub Creek Heating and Air Conditioning. Find them at klzradio.com. Cub Creek Heating and AC installs high-efficiency furnaces, saving you money and keeping your home warmer all winter. High-efficiency furnaces use significantly less energy and effectively produce more heat in less time. That means 90 to 98% of the fuel used is converted to heat in your home, compared to 56 to 70% on a standard furnace. Not only will it save you at least 10% on your utility bill, but it will heat your home more consistently. The unit is smart enough to not force air through the system, which can create hot and cold zones in your home, as you notice with older furnaces. The Texas Cub Creek will help you make sense of government incentives that are available with these furnaces. The Ream Pro Partners at Cub Creek can typically have a high-efficiency furnace installed in a day. And financing is available, so reach out to Hunter and Doug today by going to klzradio.com slash HVAC to learn more. This is Josh with Business Equipment Service. Here's a message from one of our satisfied customers. Barb with the United Way of Weld County said... We are very happy with the copiers we currently have, and your customer service is exceptional. Doug is a great technician and is always prompt in coming out whenever we have a problem with one of our copiers. Thanks again for your wonderful partnership and customer service. I'm glad we are working with you. If you are looking into purchasing office equipment or need service on equipment you currently have, give us a call at 303-825-5664. This isn't rage radio. This is real, relatable radio. Back to Rush to Reason. All right, we will be back. Hour three is next. Rob Cross is going to join us. He is known as the Flip It Guy. In other words, flip your thinking. We'll talk to him in just a moment. Don't go anywhere. This is Rush to Reason, Denver's Afternoon Rush, KLZ 560.